particular how how much you know not just like they're theoretically know but how much inside you know how good god is and i don't say that in a with a very simple heart or very simple words because sometimes yeah maybe but in reality god is so good who who remembers remembers two day, two weeks ago when we talk when we spoke about such busy times such busy days but we do so much for god for everybody else for family for friends for yourself and at times in that moment we we miss what is most important we run we run we run and then we find ourselves where we are so far away from god and we we raise the question where is he why am i where am i why am i when why am i here why have i been caught like that tractor and that last week i spoke about how in our lives is that lake it's like a lake where all the all the weeds all the all the dirt everything comes out like the thames you know it's the same in our lives all these all these weeds all these seaweeds everything is just it's just raising up and that's how easily we get into depression or anywhere else we might be able to go into or sometimes you know or sometimes we're going to say lord yeah this has come out i can see it let's go let's work on it change me work and it's so interesting that today the whole week i didn't know what i was going to speak but i understood that i need to i need to continue the same the same thought can we can we put on the time so that i wouldn't work, talk too much and and i didn't really know what to speak about and then i went into into the farm into the field and the whole and the whole service the whole preach was downloaded into my heart and i had to write it down and the whole theme the topic which is the whole theme i usually write the very last time in, in the very last minute but it came first four and it was flirting flirting with sin flirting with sin ends here and um the story of samson uplifted i don't know if anyone of you know but those who have read the old testament or who has gone to sunday schools he, he had he was very powerful very strong very big had long hair he was basically a superhero in that time and i thought wow just that story kept going through my mind and i understood that we are god's samsons in what way we we are god's faithful god has chosen us we believed in god and god chose us and that's why we we have so much supernatural powers those who know i'm telling you you guys have it you all have it just like samson has it, had it samson's story shows us that he was a very interesting being we're not going to focus on the more more elaborate ways of him of his life but we're going to focus on what how he life how he lived his life with women and one of them is it says it very 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 clearly that one of them was a prostitute then another one came at this moment samson has very a lot of power and then he knows everything i spent time with women and it's very interesting he just walks off like nothing happened and what's and what's most interesting that in the word in the word it didn't write that the lord the lord disciplined straight away or grounded him no we just allow ourselves we know that the lord is with us we know that we are lord's chosen and we just allow ourselves to think about something go somewhere to do something 
just like last time I sp spoke, is step by step. I recognize in myself that I didn't sin. I didn't, I didn't murder anybody. So where's the problem? But that step by step, and those who read the word, that even if you hate your brother, it's the same thing as killing him. That's how, that's how Christ judges it. And that's what I understand that we as people, step by step, we make, we make those sins just like Samson did. We go towards it even though we have God's anointing. We have that God's, God's, um, God's calling. Even while we have Christ in our lives. And yet we still go onwards with our, with our own ways. Or because we don't, we don't get the reward straight away. If, uh, if I, if I, uh, drop down from from the sky i don't think we would be doing the same the same thing that we did before and what's interesting is that when we go the same place the same way we're going this fleshly way naturally the word says we are we distance ourselves from the lord and when you are in that sin when you're going towards that way you you become like you become like a black black cloud i don't know if you've seen a volcano but when from a volcano erupts, really black clouds come out. That's exactly that's exactly what comes what comes out of us, how we become, and we just don't see God's love anymore. We don't see God's goodness anymore. Not because that that doesn't exist. The sun exists, even when even when even when the clouds erupt, and the clouds are, the sun is still there. I don't know if the clouds are out right now, but the sun is there. We just can't see her. We just can't see the sun. Same thing with God. God's mercy, God's God's grace is there. We just can't see it. And because the clouds come into our lives, we can't see it. In this darkness, it's not just clouds. There lives, there lives interesting beings. Those types of beings who went against the Lord. Spiritual beings who said, "I don't agree with your plan, Lord," and they are they are described as fallen angels. We're gonna go into the fantasy, if you want, but that's not fantasy to me. This is this is reality, and we can really easily notice that. How? How can we? How can we recognize them through our mind, through our thoughts? They do what they do. They do to 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 tempt us, to take us to sin. They put things against us so that we would stumble in our path and go go away from the Lord. Paul, Apostle Paul, he speaks in Ephesians. In chapter 6, Ephesians 6, 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly place. Does this not sound serious? Because this sounds very serious to me. Paul says that, Paul says that we're fighting against these flesh and blood enemies. We're not fighting with our wife or us. We're not fighting with our neighbor who's super annoying. We're not fighting with a driver who's annoyed us on the way. Not with a colleague. Not with an employee. Not with authority. We don't fight with authority. We fight with so, so much more. With powers of the evil forces who impact, who impact humanity to, make, to, do, to do sin. And everything's so simple. We start getting doubts. Recognize yourself. Recognize yourself in your own life, in your own routine. When you start, when you start receiving doubts, is it supposed to be this way or that way? We start, we start getting excuses where we used to say no, 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 and now we say, oh maybe. Look, that person does it as well. Well, 
for for him it went through so maybe there's nothing wrong and then you start for, and then you find thousands of excuses maybe it's not a sin because I, I didn't i didn't steal i didn't murder anybody this is so practical in our, in all of our lives take notice of your of your thoughts very interesting how how in the beginning of the book when when in the very beginning when the lord it says in Genesis 3.1, The serpent was assured of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked a woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it and if you do you will die you won't die the serpent replied to the woman god knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like god knowing both good and evil the woman was convinced she thought the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her so she took some of the fruit and ate it then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too absolute strategy is shown here we know the lord's word we know what the lord speaks even those who don't know the lord that same word good morning good day our conscience already knows what he's talking about something that is put in a human already speaks already speaks about god about god's truth about what god has created and then darkness comes that darkness beings darkness authorities and they say are, are you sure is it really just take a look that person does it christian do it as well and it went through for them don't you want it you do want it you asked for healing you asked for money you asked for good things so come on do it there's nothing wrong with it no one's gonna no one's gonna know but it's gonna be good for you so that's what you asked for absolutely the same thing when when we pray that God would open our eyes to see what, open our eyes so that we would see that those thoughts that speak, these, these lies, that serpent that comes to lie to us. It's the same being that, come, that deceived Eve, it comes to deceive us right now. It's identical. Question is, what do we do with it? And it's so normal that just like then, we believe it. We think that it's definitely going to be okay. It's definitely going to go through. But the same way it says Christ in John eight thirty four, he says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. You become a slave to sin. It's God's grace that we see it. But that is a completely different story. Sin's, sin's purpose, sin's purpose, it's not something that is going to do something wrong to you. Sin's purpose is to separate you from God. That is, that is the purpose of sin separate you separate you from god separate from the plan that he has for you not precisely the type that you that you envision but he wants to separate you from the plan that god has for you are you sure god wants good for you how do you know look at your life how do you know or how do we know it's from jeremiah jeremiah 29 11 because it clearly says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and hope. That's, that's the gospel. That's the good news. God has the most perfect plans for us. And he's calling us to those plans. 
Yes, you will have to go through fire. Yes, you will have to go through some discomfort. But he is calling us into that achievement, into that, into that triumph. Am I going to see you here on earth? I don't know. Maybe I saddened you. I shouldn't have said it. I don't know if we're going to see it. But if we pray that the Lord would come, would come and he would reveal our eyes, we will see it. We will see it. Even when we're living in the, in, in this, in the valleys, we're still going to see his greatness. We're still going to see that he's taken us somewhere that is good. I don't know where, but it's good. I just know it's good. So what, what happens next? What, what do I do? So what do we do? We are tempted by powers, by authorities, by, by all supernatural beings. So what do we do? What happens next? What's interesting? I really, really recommend you to read, to read the story of Samson. Because Delilah um, from Arabian, it actually means that uh, flirting. And in, in the scripture, that's exactly how she acts. She says, come on, tell me, why do you act like that with me? How you're, you're tricking everybody. You're laughing at everybody. Tell me your secrets. Show me your secret. And it's literally the same identical, identical spirit as a serpent. Come on, everything's okay. Come on. Let's do it. Just tell me. Just do it. Take it. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. So I definitely recommend you to read and and compare Judges 16, chapter 16. Those those conversations that he's having with, with Delilah. So let's go back to what's next. And for me, absolutely, everything in my head just exploded. When I read those words, that person who was with God, he was, he was God himself. And in him, and in him is his, and in him is that light, is that, is that spirit. So many things happen and we don't, we don't know what happens. And we say, Lord, where are you? Why is, why is this happening in my life? We blame Christians. Where are you? And in here, it says, it says so clearly that, 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 that light has come and that light is Christ. He has come. Okay, so he came, he, he died and he left. No. His promise is that those who believe in me, those who will believe in my death, those who believe that I came and I died and I resurrected, they will receive power to be God's children. Not just that, but at the same time, I will send you my spirit. And not just the spirit, but I, I with Father will come and live in you. I, Christ, to the one that we look at, I, I with my Father will come and live in you. Mind-blowing. You're not alone. You're not the only one in this darkness. You're not the only one in this world. Christ, with his Father, with his Spirit, lives in you. That light from what everything has happened. Jo John speaks of that. He speaks so eloquently of it from what everything has happened. That light is in you. And if today you think that if today you think that you don't know what you're doing or where you are, just know you're not the only one because you're not alone in this because Christ is with you, Christ is in you, his Father is in you, the Spirit is in you.
what do I do? And what do I do with that? Are you ready to hear the answer to what do you to do what to do with it? You have to you have to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. It's not the best answer because you wanted to live. You wanted you didn't want to die. You wanted to build something. You wanted to be. But here it says, repent and die to yourself. And what's what's the biggest paradoxy? I really like Christian paradoxes. The biggest Christian paradoxes that you have to live for yourself to die. You have to, you have to denounce yourself. You have to, you have to be so weak, but at the same time have such, such powers. Not from, not humanly, not humanly or fleshly powers. Not from the jib power, but something supernatural. And denounce yourself. I can't. I speak that not with an easy heart. It's it's let go of your fleshly desires, let go of something that you have wanted so much that you that you were achieving for so many years. Denouncing yourself means dying. When you think you are right, saying, "I'm sorry, I apologize to the person who is completely wrong," dying to yourself, dying to yourself, dying to yourself is God is saying, "God, I don't understand. I don't know." I I don't know how to, but I believe that you can, and that you will take me out. That is dying to yourself, dying to yourself. At the same time, is from the Bible an example where we have the seed, just like that, just like that seed that is that is being thrown in, in that, in that ground. That seed dies, and when it dies to itself, it, it grows into something beautiful. We have to fall to our knees and say, Lord, I give up. Even though I have a whole, even though I have a whole list, whole bullet points of how how I can make that plan, but I give up. You know more. You you have you have a you have a future for my plans. You have a future. You have a plan for my future, more than what I can see. And everything that I speak is is exactly that that we need to stop flirting with sin. Us flirting with sin is us trying to do particular things in our lives that the Lord does not want us to do the Lord does not want us to have that something in our in our minds because it's flirting with sin but if you were to discuss that with God at the same time I'll say this thing instead of discussing with God you're discussing with sin I apologize maybe it doesn't sound the way you would want it to hear I don't I didn't make this up but it's how it is humbleness Humbleness and humbleness and dying to yourself brings a revolution in your life. Biggest revolution in your life. God brings revolution into your life when you give up. When His Spirit works, works in such wondrous way. We have that same story, that cross. The story of the of the cross is that not a revolution? Where darkness was so big, and everybody was expecting a weapon, everybody was expecting an army, where they, where they were going to destroy all the Romans. I'm talking about the physical way. Everybody was expecting this Messiah who's going to come on a horse as a king, and is going to is going to rescue all the Israelites away from the Romans. But the cross story is completely different. He came as a king, and he and he he rescued much more than just from Romans. He rescued them from darkness, from eternal darkness. That light that was there in the beginning came into flesh, came into a body, and it rescued us 
you rescued us just just to stand against the the dark powers of this world and say i'm not gonna fall i'm not gonna go back i'm not gonna flirt anymore because i have that power which already has defeated you one time and will defeat you a hundred thousand times more christ light the 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 power of the cross the resurrection power is in you it's in you and and god's love is so much more than physical power god's love is so much more than physical power god says love your love your enemy love your close one love the one that that curses you and not just it doesn't just say it but he shows it with 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 christ with christ's life with the way christ lives it don't just start reading the Bible, but read the Bible. What does the Bible speak to me about right now? What does it speak in my situation right now, in my life right now? I promise you, I promise you confidently, come back to me. Come back to me if something's not going to happen. No, I'll speak to you. But if you're going to come with humbleness, you're going to come to being ready to, to listen, being ready to, to change your mind, being ready to stop flirting with, your, with, with sin. Oh, the Lord's Spirit is going to speak to you. I promise he's going to speak to you. I promise he's going to speak. It will really speak. And it seems like we can uplift so much. We can uplift so much. I have so many verses that I can, I can include and speak of. Galatians, Galatians 5, 13 to 15 to 16. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. You, brothers and sisters, have been called to live in freedom. You have been called to live in freedom. You will not be called, but you have been called. But don't use your freedom to satisfy. But don't use your freedom to satisfy. To satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. To serve one another in love. Not, Not to satisfy your sinful nature. To do whatever you want but to serve one another just that same visual that paul is is drawing is the same visual that is on the cross a service that has been completed to its maximum christ's love defeating all the powers all the all the dark powers the whole but if you are for the whole law can be summed up in in this one command love your neighbor as yourself but if you are always biting and devouring one another watch out be aware of destroying one another so i say let the holy spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves this is not the most difficult uh, mathematical equation to live in the spirit you who has believed in christ have received from him uh, what his own spirit to live in his spirit not act like what is most convenient to me but to live in the spirit how how god has planned for me to live and sometimes i understand that even for myself i understand sometimes that i listen i listen mantras milma demante everybody else who speaks you all speak so well you speak so nice you know live in the spirit don't sin and something else i can't it, it doesn't work out for me. Something something's holding me. I try, but it just doesn't work out for me. I can't see. 
Mantra, the way you're speaking from the stage sounds good, maybe even bad. But I just can't see, I don't know, it doesn't work out for me. I confidently give you, give it a challenge. Those who receive thoughts like this that I can't. Come, come forward. I'm calling you, come forward. Because I believe that the Lord wants to rescue you. Come, come, come forward. Because the Lord's Spirit wants to do work. It wants to be close to you. Those who, those who find yourself that, that the ends don't come together. All the same things are circulating on and on, all over again. Come forward. The Lord is, is calling His church. The Lord is calling His church to be cleansed. Come, it's, it's enough sitting. Generation after generation, churches after churches. Pastors change, people change. Everything changes, but everything stays the same. It's enough. Come forward. Because Christ, as clearly said, I have defeated the world. If you have seen, if you see the world in your life and it's working against you, working against God's word, come forward right now because Christ said, I defeated the world. I have defeated the world. And yet again, we keep doing everything that the Lord commands us to do to, to serve each other. That spirit, that power, that light is that light that Christ has used. It's the same light that has done so many miracles in the world. And we, and, and we admire it so much. It's the same spirit that is here and it's in us right now. It's in you. If something is hindering and stopping you, it's not allowing you to see that waterfall. It's not allowing you to see that, that water, that living water. If you don't see it in your life right now, come forward right now. And we will begin to pray that that, that living water would be in you. Enough sitting down, enough, enough visualizing church, playing church. Christ is going to come back and we're still going to be playing church? We're still going to try and, and put, in, put in structures for, for, for cleanliness. And I want to see God's power. I want to see God's spirit. I want to see God's authority. But am I gonna st am I gonna am I gonna stand up for my seat? Am I gonna stand up and and walk forward to myself? Am I gonna allow God's God's spirit to work in me? Am I gonna allow allow God to to use me in my spirit? Am I gonna allow God's spirit allow God's spirit to use me? That's the question. And I'm telling you, don't be afraid. It may be it maybe doesn't sound what Lithuanian Christian church is used to. I also don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on. To me, it, it always used to be new. This always used to be new and I used to always look from, from the side, from the corners. But I can see that God is calling. God is calling through a breakthrough. God is calling to a breakthrough. He's calling to new things. Like John says, not just new, but also new. He's, he's calling to, to know his love. The Lord, the Father is calling you, calling us to know, to know God's love. And if you, and if you are tired, if you had enough, you, your life, your life, you've had enough of your life, you had enough of Christianity, come forward because God's, God's spirit is here and it's going to work. I know. I'm not trying to sell something. I just know because that's how, that's what he promised. That's what he promised.